Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, we've got something a little different for you, folks. We've got tons of TNA. We've got the 70s lined up for you. We've got Marky Mark. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm about to lead into, we're talking about Boogie Nights tonight. Hey. And cocaine. And cocaine. <laughs> and crystal meth, apparently. Yes, uh, That's also in the movie, but regardless. Yeah, fucking kudos to Alfred Molina. <laughs> we, we, we decided that for this episode, we're going to do something a little different. We were going to delve into a non-horror movie, and yes. um, I just randomly messaged the group one day. I was like, hey, can we just cover Boogie Nights? Because it's a great movie, yeah. and it's just fun. It's a good movie. Such a chaotic movie. Little, a little break from our typical stuff. I'm Mitch, by the way, if you didn't know. I'm Murr. <laughs> I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. I was just so excited to talk about Boogie Nights. I just wanted to get right into it. And I like, forgot all about the introduction. So you don't need to know who I am. No, no, yeah. none of us actually. We don't even know. You don't need to know who anybody we is. We don't actually exist. I hope you guys know that. We're using aliases, right? right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I go by Murr. <laughs> yeah, alias. My alias was Michael Davidson. Oh, for that's the legal. Yeah, for the debt collection. Yeah, for thing. the debt yeah, collection. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I went by. <laughs> so fucking Boogie Nights. Fuck yeah. The porn uh, industry. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Big Dong Schlong. Dirk Diggler. That's great. I, uh, I love this movie delivered on full frontal male nudity at the end. Okay. that was. I remember on a past episode, I was complaining about the fact that you never see like dude junk in movies. Yeah. Except at a very far distance. But in this case, we got full frontal close up. Beautiful Dong Schlong. Before we get into <laughs> the dog, I mean, song. for a movie about porn, there's surprisingly very little dick in it until the very end. Right. True. Um, but we'll get into the production notes for this one. So, Boogie Nights was released on September 11th, 1997. I don't know what TIFF stands for at all. Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, that's where it started. That's, that's, where where that's where it premiered. Was at a film festival. Yes. That's really cool. I don't know how it did there, but probably well. <laughs> it probably imagine. won most yeah, of those. Yeah, it probably won really <laughs> well. Um, and then on October 10th, about a month later, it was released in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, he's also known for The Master. Yeah. Um, there's another movie that I've seen of his that was really good, and it escapes me for some reason right now. Uh, Magnolia was another one that he did. Has a lot of like the same people in it, too, working for it. Um but yeah, anyway, so he did a uh, punch drunk love as well. Oh, punch drunk love too. That's why he has Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the master. There's another one though. There's another really good one that he did. He does. He's done a lot of fantastic movies. Like, like he's a very good director. One. He did Inherent Vice. Oh, he I like that Inherent one. Vice. Holy shit! Inherent Vice was amazing. Oh, there will be blood. Fuck yeah, that's the movie that I was going to talk about because I fucking love There Will Be Blood. Yeah, that's a really great that's movie. That's a fantastic movie. Real slow burner, but so oh, good. Yeah, I know. I tried to convince people to watch it, and I was like, sorry. It, <laughs> it's it, really it's, slow. It's rough. it's rough for like everyone just to get through that one, yeah. but it's a very, very fantastic film. But anyway, Paul Thomas Anderson is fucking awesome. He's the director and the writer for this one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, our producers, we've got Lloyd Levin, John Leons, Paul Thomas Anderson was one of the producers as well, and then Joanne Seller. The production company was New Line Cinema. Starring roles. There's so many people in this Holy movie. Holy shit, There's this so cast. Many people. This cast. You got Mark Wahlberg as Eddie Adams or Dirk Diggler. <laughs> you got Julian Moore as Maggie or Amber Waves. You got Burt Reynolds as Jack Horner. We'll talk a little bit about yeah. about the uh, getting him on this movie in the first place because that was a whole can of worms. Uh, fucking my boy Don Cheadle here, yes, <laughs> as a uh, Buck Swope, uh, John C. Riley as Reed Rothschild and Chest Rockwell and Chest Rockwell. <laughs> I mean, we should also put put uh, Brock Landers as a as a Mark Wahlberg's other alias oh, as well for this shit. movie. Other character he played, uh, William H Macy as Little Bill Thompson. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bruh, when I saw him, I forgot he was in this movie, and I was like, bro, it's Frank. Yeah, right? No, exactly. No, exactly. Or it's it's that guy from Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, for real. God damn. 
so uh, then we've got then we've got oof we've got we've got a heartthrob here Heather Graham Ooh. as Brandy slash Roller Girl Swoon Ooh, Ooh. Swoon My goodness the and all I'm gonna say on. is God bless the sundress That's hilarious uh, yes. The roller skates stay on during <laughs> yeah, sex <laughs> I don't ever take these off um, uh, Then you got Nicole Ari Bar- uh, Parker as Becky Barnett also does a great job in this movie as well agreed um philip seymour hoffman as scotty J. fantastic love also does that awkward ass character fucking love philip seymour hoffman in anything that he does uh louise guzman as fucking maurice rodriguez yes. hell yes yeah um philip baker hall as floyd gondoli um i did also like all of the uh the older guys too. yeah they all did a great job as playing themselves as well or like their characters uh thomas jane is todd parker uh, Robert Ridley as Colonel James. Uh, Robert Downey Sr. as Bert. Wild. Uh, Nina Hartley as Little Bill's wife. Nina Hartley is an actual porn star, if you didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, I uh, love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Melora Waters as uh, Jesse St. Vincent. Uh, we've got Alfred Molina as Rahad Jackson. The crazy drug dealer. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then Ricky Jay as Kurt Long John. Yes. That's great. Ah, yes. There's so many recognizable faces oh. in this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to get right to the budget, so then we can start yeah. gushing about it. Uh, the budget for this was $15 million. Holy shit. I thought like it's really low. Box office, $43 million. Nice. Almost, nice. like, tripled their yeah. like, money on this. Hell, yeah. It's fucking it's worth it. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it because it goes from, like, this really upbeat movie to just, like, full chaos by the end yeah, of it. You're like, what is spirals. happening? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when it, when it opens with "Best of My Love," yeah, and then you've great. got like the Boogie Nights like opening, like it's not even a title card; it's just a shot. Yeah, John, the neon lights, amazing. I need to tell you something. <laughs> what? You are the foxiest bitch in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's blushing. Oh, he is. I am not blushing. Look at him; he's turning he's so- red. Oh, look oh at this fucker! Ah, he's squinty. I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Easily one of the best lines. Yeah, for real. I love that he's trying to get into the porno films as well. Yeah, he's like, I want to make a name. He's for like, myself. he's like trying to like <laughs> convince the wife to let him into the fucking movies, and she's like, Well, I can talk to him. We'll see. He's like, <laughs> you put me in a movie, it's gonna sell so many. Tell me about. It. I can tell my brothers. Just let me know. <laughs> well, at the end for them, when they reveal their new nightclub, yeah, and and Rodriguez spelled, spelled wrong. wrong it was. I found this out that it was actually a goof that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson misspelled it. Oh, really? On the thing. And then the fuck up. They just. He said, "Fuck, we'll keep it as it's just a funny joke at the end." Like that. They just uh, wow. Got it together so they actually fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, they actually fucked up and then spun it as a joke. I love that. Which it's actually oh, yes. still pretty. Wait, funny wait, wait. What the fuck? That. That's a fucking cue. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a very planned moment, so that's cool that they had that. Uh, I hadn't seen it in so long that while we were watching it, I was like, that guy looks like Burt Reynolds. Is oh that my Burt god, Reynolds? that was hilarious! And I, I, I like turned around and googled it. I was like, motherfucker, that's so, Burt Reynolds. So, so with Burt Reynolds <laughs> getting on this film, Paul Thomas Anderson talked to him for like a couple years. Yeah, he was being like, please. Like, Get on my script. And he'd be like, no, I'm not. There's porn in it. I'm not about that. I'm fucking Burt Reynolds. My, my, none of my audience is going to like me doing that. And he, and then Paul Thomas is just like, if you use this energy that you have right now in this movie, It'll you're going to perfect. Get, you will be nominated for an Oscar is what he said. Oh my God. If you do it. And then Burt Reynolds signed on. Yeah. Now Burt Reynolds won a golden globe for his role. Yeah. And also got nominated for best supporting actor. Holy shit. For this one. He has since, well, he died. Burt Reynolds died. Yeah, unfortunately. I think so. Yeah, he passed away. But uh, he sold his Golden Globe because he didn't like, he felt so bad about his role That's in this movie. That's fucking great. That he fucking got rid of it. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of people who also hated their role in this, Mark Wahlberg has stated multiple times that he regrets making this movie. And he is also like a publicly apologized to so many people. And he's gone to like several churches to confess his sins for doing this oh shit. Oh my goodness. Wow. He's, that's okay. kind of overkill, but you know, whatever. He was so good in it though. Yeah. <laughs> he was so great well, as the porn director. You also, you I also, loved his well, character. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. You mean Jack? Well, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, you're talking about Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg right now. My bad. Oh, yep. But you also bring up that they had a nominee for best supporting actor. They also had two nominations at the Oscars in 98. The other one was the best supporting actress from Julianne Moore. 
and the best original screenplay for Paul Thomas Anderson. So they they had a lot of recognition for the movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you can't. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson just has like a really good plethora of films that are all really good, and he's written a lot of them too. So that says a lot. <laughs> this movie is fucking bananas, and it's really well paced. And like, Wait, was the use of the word bananas intentional? Yes. <laughs> Explain, uh, please explain. Balik, <laughs> duh. Bananas. We just got done talking about King Kong, so he's still stuck in monkey. <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this movie goes off the fucking wall. It starts very, very, not slow, but you know, you have to establish everything. You know, Mark Wahlberg is working seventeen at a job as a dishwasher. I was convinced that Julianne Moore actually was interested in Mark Wahlberg during the shooting. Like yeah. she looked like she wanted him to fuck her in those moments. I was like, this is very convincing. Right. <laughs> this does not feel like a porn scene. She, I mean, I mean a good, what, what Boogie Nights does really well is it represents, it, it's like a, a look at the t- different types of families or how what people consider family to be. Oh, right, yeah. Especially and, and it says that like you can find a community or a family even in the porn industry, people find that sort of connection. Yeah, think the about, crew they're working with all the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Like I was about to say, that's kind of how well that's why I like Burt Reynolds' character so much, is because even though he was this porn director slash producer that, you know, people would often think is just a very sleazy job, he was sort of like taking care of these people. He was really nice to everybody. Yeah, and you he's see the dad. And, he's yeah, like a he's dad, dad you know. And eventually a lot of them ended up moving into his place because they ended up falling on hard times. Yeah. And need a place to stay. He even helps him at the end. Yeah, the main character who has a huge egotistical prima donna meltdown with him, which is also coke fueled, mind you. (laughs) But you know, once he hit total rock bottom, he came back crying, and homeboy came to him with open arms, like, "Hey, yeah, like if you need somewhere to stay, I got you." It's true. He ended up being a pretty wholesome character. Uh, on top of the fact that he was totally okay with his wife being in his porn films and having sex with other people. And it was just like, yeah, was like, this, he's like, have you met my wife? <laughs> yeah, which is the complete opposite of the other character that ended up offing himself at the New Year's party. Holy shit. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, it, it was kind of like the pinnacle point for this or the turning point, I should say, for this movie where it goes from happy fun. Woo, porn in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Then the coke came into the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. Every other scene was a scene of them doing coke. Yeah. It was interesting, too, seeing the dynamic of drug use in this movie. Like, you have it in the beginning where that one girl ODs at the party. Right. Oh, yeah. And there's that, that line from, <laughs> I guess it was, like, one of the, I don't know what to call them, lawyers or whatever. Oh, God. Who was like, well, the, the dude was complaining, like, man, this is the second time this happened this week. Some chick yeah. OD'd on me. There are other, uh, the, yeah, the people that are there, they're other, um, like, film producers and directors yeah. and stuff like that. So there are other God. industry I bigs. love his answer. Right. I just like his line where he's like, well, maybe you should get some new shit. Yeah, you ever consider that? You ever get some new shit? Like, like, and then he's like, "What the fuck is this waterworks show? What the fuck is wrong with you?" Slaps him. Like, get a uh, hold of yourself. Like, this is not the first time they had a chick OD on them. No, yeah. they just carry her out and you never see her. But yet. I mean, you, it's you, kind of an important point too because in the sex industry, uh, there's a lot of rampant drug use. Right. Not all of it is. Uh, well, he does so much of it at one point, will. he can't even get it up. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. I, I remember, too, when you guys were talking to your friend who was in the industry. Right. Didn't he get to a point where he was taking so many drugs, yeah. like uh, enhancer pills, that kind he, of thing? Well, he, he wasn't doing, like, like hard drugs, like what they were doing. He, yeah. was, he was doing, like, injections into his penis to, like, right. keep it hard for yeah. longer, and that caused some health problems. God right, damn. and that's, like, I guess more of the more modern version of it. Yeah. I know those kind of drugs haven't always been available, and so people do stimulants like Coke or something like that to get them more excitable for their scenes or, <laughs> you know, just to make it through their scenes. Yeah. I like the scene where they're just, the two girls are doing Coke in their room and crying together. Yeah, that's <laughs> a typical girl's night. Are you night. my mom? Tell me you're my mom. Uh, your I love sweetie. when she's like, I want to go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. She's like, I don't want to leave this room. She's like, yeah, you're right. Let's not go anywhere. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, bro? That whole, that whole scene I, I, like, like, I want to get my GED. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> 
I'm just saying they got the depiction of people on coke very accurate for oh this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, really like Not scattered lie. out and like going to a million things at once. So mm-hmm. fucking funny. Just um, like a high speed train on three different right. tracks. This movie does a good uh, transition from the 70s to the 80s. You believe it? Oh yeah, totally. Because like you have a, a Don Cheadle's character. He's like, God, hey, I love his character. Cowboy, what do you think? I'm bringing and the nobody cowboy. likes <laughs> it. No one likes it. I, I I love it when he's talking to to Becky Barnett. I can't remember the actress's name. She's got like three names, but Becky Barnett character. I love how he's just like, yeah, the, the cowboy. She's like, baby, you just need to get yourself a new look. It's yeah. like the cowboy thing died. Like, but it's coming back. It's not though. Well, what's your style then? Chocolate love. <laughs> He's just like, fuck you, whatever. Okay, I'm chocolate love never goes out of style. <laughs> it, it never does, but the side, but like, I just told, he was just like, it's not what I need to hear right yeah, now. Yeah, and then he goes to his friend who's like, no, dude, you wear what you want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> Luis Guzman is like, I just yeah. wear what you dig. Yeah. So I, I also love that he's ahead of the curve for like the Rick James, like 80s Egyptian style thing too. It's true. But no one digs it either. No one digs it. But it's going to be, it's going to be the thing. Oh my God. I love that he takes a phone call in the house too, like, where hey, he's who? like, he's looking for who and then he's like okay hold on and like actually goes and looks for someone and he was like no hey, sorry so it's some kid he Not wants here. to find his mom <laughs> that was a thing too because there's a different uh there's the different uh showcase of families like mitch was saying yeah you have the porn family that is you know not by blood but they are related through the industry that they work in yeah they bond over their their over drinks and over hanging and shooting together and then you have mark Wahlberg and his parents like you, you could see the duality of Mark Wahlberg's character in his parents. You yeah, got his, his fucking mom was so annoying. Well, you, oh, man. you got the it's intensity like of his mom. Person. Got something to say about that. You got Ooh, the intensity yeah. of his mom, like his egotistical. You're not going to be anything. Fuck you. I'm going to be something. And you got like the spineless, like oh, I'm kind of like shy and timid, oh, like his dad. fucking father, who doesn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, he's hearing his son get fucking ripped a new one. He's just sitting in his room, fucking. Whatever. Yeah, that was whack. But then you also have the dynamic with uh, Amber's character, who is totally fucking like she's doing coke, she's doing porn, and she can't see her child. Right. And it like it's a big plot point because she wants to see her kids, and therefore she takes that motherly want yeah. and projects it onto the other actors and whatnot. So the that are fresh face people yeah. that her husband's mm-hmm. bringing in, and I feel like that's kids. sort of the character she played as her like porn role, because you know porn stars are actors and they <laughs> take on roles when they enter these scenes. Yeah, and I feel like that was a very dominant thing about all of her scenes is she plays a very like motherly figure. Yeah, very like put together. I think the first one she did was like she was doing an interview with him and. You know, then they they got it on for their first scene. But wasn't like, she still... like a school principal or something? Yeah, she's always in these very like <laughs> matriarchal, motherly, nurturing roles. There's that line that she throws for. She's like, you know, I miss my kids. I miss, <laughs> I miss, you know, I miss my boy, but I also miss Dirk. He was like my second baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, that hit. That hit hard, for sure. <laughs> but uh, Miss, you had something to say about Dirk Diggler's family. Oh yeah, yeah. So so the lady who plays the mom in that scene asked Paul Thomas Anderson, cause he wrote the script. If this scene with his mom tearing, like you don't own anything cause you didn't buy any of it and all that stuff like Jesus. Um, and then also like, uh, so in that whole scene, she asked Paul Thomas Anderson, if this scene was related to his own relationship with his mother, he got really quiet. Oh geez. And all she said to him was, you don't have to forgive her. Oh, wow. Yes. I was like, fuck. I was like, god damn. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. That's some wisdom right there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You are not bound by blood. Yeah. No. And that's a running theme of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's like, I mean, because if you look at every one of the characters has something, how somehow they've fallen from having a family. Right. So, you know, you've got Amber, who's, you know, her, her pornography and like drug fueled life basically has caused her to not be allowed to see her kid. Um, not to mention her ex-husband's kind of a dick, but kind of, kind of, yeah, colossal dick. <laughs> but um, and then you've got you've got um, you've got Roller Girl Brandy. She uh is like trying to get through school, but she's stopped from that because right. people see her as really promiscuous and they give her shit for it all the time. And so her ability to continue doing school is hampered by that. Buck is wanting to like have be like an independent individual, start his own store. Yeah, he's trying to be thing. a salesman. Yeah, and that's like, and then that's his idea. So his family that supports him is still all of these porn people. Um, yeah. I thought I I think like this movie portrays the negative connotation that pornography had back in the day. Yeah, like the fact right. that 
Don Cheadle's yeah. character couldn't even get a loan. Alone, yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, you're you're in pornography, and he's like, sir, I'm an actor. And it's yeah. like, sorry, I can't I can't give you we money. Do not smut. endorse pornography. You know, there was one thing that was interesting about that scene because watching it for the first time, I was wholeheartedly expecting the dude to be like, we can't give you a loan because you're black. Yeah, I was expecting <laughs> that too. <laughs> but no, it's because he's it's done porn. porn before. And it was interesting too because I could tell that his character did porn as a means to make money and get by and survive. Right. Because he considered himself an actor, not a porn star. And I feel like he was really just about it as a job rather than a lifestyle, which for other people was more of like them coming into life. Like Dirk Diggler is just 17 when he gets into the industry. Same with Roller Girl. Yeah. They're very young. They don't know much of life. They haven't really made a life for them. So this is their way of making a life and getting a career is solely on the porn industry rather than his character using it as more of like a supplemental thing to his dreams and desires it's pretty unethical from jack too because he's hiring 17 year olds to do this yes yeah i wonder if the law was different at that time i don't think so i think i think it's always because i feel like the 18 as being the legal age was more of like a last couple decades sort of thing so it could be possible in the late 70s i would probably have to look it up i feel like the porn industry might have been less regulated definitely it was more underground Mm and those releases and stuff so i could see them definitely casting people who are like 17 and a half or whatever the hell yeah. you know they can get away with They're like oh they were 17 and a half here but now i got to say they right. hit they hit the head on the nail when they were you show- hit the nail on the head hey thanks <laughs> appreciate it i swear officer he just ran into my fist <laughs> <laughs> no that was another dick joke okay um, oh sick <laughs> so I, I like the fact that they get the 70s aesthetic in the camera film. They use film as a means to record. And the switch to digital or uh, VHS is just like completely shunned. And they're like, we got to get with the times. This is the new talent. That's and, funny, too, how taboo it is when certain things come around. Like, I right. wonder if there's a similar incident when streaming became a thing or Internet porn for yeah. that matter. We. There's a new year, and we have to figure out how we're going to make money this year. Oh, yeah. The internet only exists because of porn. <laughs> For, like, every one regular website, there's, like, 10 porn sites on on the web. <laughs> That's wild. Sex sells. Yeah. It, originally it was just for like schools and computer science nerds who were doing shit at ibm and then they're like we should monetize this and they're like how do we monetize it porn (laughs) and that's how the internet came about at least in the simplest terms porn and music (laughs) yeah that's why the first things people were loading up was porn well this soundtrack slaps it's really good it has all the hits from fucking back yeah i guess they must have either bought the rights or it had enough time had passed where you could just use it. <laughs> what, the songs? Yeah. Songs like that, um, according to copyright laws, especially ones that were made in like 70s, 80s, are yeah. just currently under them still. So all those artists probably got paid royalties. Nice. For all of the usage of all of those That's things. That's wild. Um, some of, uh, I don't remember the exact band, but... When they go to the recording studio and there's the engineer that's working with them, that guy that has the curly hair and has the little, like, it's almost a little punk jacket. He's almost, yeah, he's almost there. Scattered yeah. About. yeah, I'm like, that That guy is in one of the bands that was, like, featured on there. He was, like, part of oh, one what? of them or something. Yeah, exactly. And he totally looks like a kid who's just, like, these fucking shithead, like, pop artists. Well, I love when he tells him, he's like, you know what? You need to turn down the bass. It's drowning out my vocals. He's like, sounds good. Yeah. Like, bro, that was the point. That was great. The- I love his shit fucking singing. The best part is they're like all on coke while they're writing these songs too. And he's like, he's like, we want the fucking tapes, dude. You, 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 I can't give you the tapes unless you pay for them. Dude, we have a interview with a record company in 30 minutes. We look like a bunch of fucking assholes if we don't get the tapes over there. It's like, yeah, that's what's making you look like an asshole. (laughs) Like we need the tapes so we can take it to the record deal and get you your fucking money. Got it. And he's just like, that sounds like your problem. Not my problem. No, he yeah, said he that sounds like a YP, not an MP. And they were like, MP. I don't know what all this industry jargon is. YPs and MPs. And I'm like, God, oh, that was so fucking you're funny. You're so slow. It's a, it's a catch 22. And he's like, what does that even mean? Catch 22 is like, think about it. 
And he's like, I'm going to fucking fight you. And he's just, you want to go? But does the Bruce Lee thing? I did karate. God, that was funny. No, sorry. He did karate. Karate. (laughs) That's the thing. His character always, like, has to do the karate pose or karate pose. It's it's always him trying. He's trying to be Bruce Lee every single time. Like, every single time. This was, like, one of the only movies that I know of that fucking John C. Riley isn't schlubby in. Yeah, like, for real. He's he's actually like tone. He's like fit. Yeah, I love their little like face off when he's like, "How much? How much do you? Uh, how much do you bench press?" And he's like, "Okay, we're gonna say it at the same time." He's like, "We didn't say nothing," because <laughs> they want to outdo each other. It's so fucking. And he funny. just like puts all the tequila in the fucking mixer too. Yeah, it's holy so shit. good. He takes a drink out of it as he's pouring it. Uh, there is apparently a book called Drinks from the Movies where you can find the margarita yeah. that Rothschild makes for him. So there you go. Gnarly. Fun facts. <laughs> These porn names are great too. Oh my god! So many good porn names. You know, Jack. I just close my eyes and I just, I just see a I bright love that they neon did it. sign. They showed the fucking image <laughs> yeah. of the of the neon sign that they probably had custom made for the movie. And it burns so bright, it just sparks when you ignited. It just you see it, Dirk Diggler. And they're so down for it. They're like, "That's amazing. <laughs> like, this is I, it. Like this shit's groundbreaking. It, it's a pretty amazing porn name." First off, and also I I did a little bit of digging, <laughs> um, digging a little hey. on the diggly. Um, <laughs> um, but apparently Paul Thomas Anderson created Dirk Diggler as a name, and he was just like, well, a good porn name has to have two G's in it and a K. If it doesn't have a K and two G's, then it's not good. So Dirk Diggler, and if you look at it like Brock Landers, doesn't have any G's, but it has the K. Brock Landers, and then Chest Rockwell. <laughs> Brock is always a good name. Oh yeah, Brock. Brock. Right, we all got to use this template to make porn names. Right. Now. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I'm Spark Gigolo. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Dude, that's so good. That's so good. Is, did, did did PTA figure out like, the, the actual? This the is formula, the formula. The formula of porn names. Mind I blown. It. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Woo. Holy shit! Oh I've been so derailed. <laughs> oh man, there, there's a lot of really good shots in this movie. The soundtrack really adds a lot of like it really pulls you into the movie. That's These like, are some pro cinematographers. Really, yeah. they they got continuous shots where they followed the person, tracking shots. They like backed up in hallways, like when C, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's leading him into the first scene. They like are moving backwards through the corridors and then they stop and pivot as they turn. I was like, this is really great. Or the guy jumps into the pool with the girl. I mean, the only movie I know that does this for like the whole thing is Birdman. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, that's a great movie too. But like, but yeah, the first three minutes of Boogie Nights is all one shot. What is it? They do invisible cuts in Birdman. So it looks like it's continuous, but like anytime, anytime you, anytime you pass like a door frame, that's where they would cut it. And they do it in invisible cut, and then it looks like it's a continuous shot. Wow. Yeah. They do that all the time for movies where they don't want you to, like, break away from it. Like, yeah. you, you get, like, a real time. Sure. So so Birdman's supposed to be two hours nonstop of that story. They and do it, the continuous yeah. shots in the club. Yeah, it's great. And, yeah. like, you, the best one is when you see you're with Roller Girl as she's rolling yeah. through the club. It's oh, great. my God. Really good shit. She really doesn't take him off. No, she, never. <laughs> you know, Mur, you asked me, like, what, but I'll ask the group now, like, what do you think Roller Girl's sm- socks smell like? Her feet, Oof, rather. Man, she's got to have stinky feet. I know, yeah. right? Oh, man. Gnarly. They never come off. I want to know if she showers with them. That's she a fair in? question. She d- uh, no one has ever shown showering. So. We can only assume can that Roller Girl wears them. They in all the go shower. in the pool, all right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Know, that's the that's the that's the drug induced party version of showering. <laughs> going have to go back and watch the pool party scene and see if Roller Girl is rolling around. Yeah, in exactly. a bathing suit. She's got. I'm gonna be. watch. I'm gonna check it out. Wasn't she hanging out like in the living room? Probably. Yeah, but she was she was cruising around. Yeah, too, she was. For I don't know. Bit. I don't know. Roller Girl's all over the place. <laughs> She's then, rolling. Yeah. Rolling. So rolling. William H Macy's character is the like the. The part that switches oh the entire God, movie. dude. His the wife. Right, that threw me the, off. The running joke is, that's my wife in there, and she's getting fucked. Yeah. And he, he's like, what's up, dude? That's my wife. Yeah, can you close the <laughs> can door? Can you close the door? <laughs> God. 
Holy shit. When she's there doing it in the fucking driveway and people are just staring down oh, at her. Man. That shit was wild. She's like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little Bill, can you go away? <laughs> just like, hey, man, I've been thinking that we should probably switch over to this different style of lens, you know, get the lighting right. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. My wife is getting fucked over there. I love that. He's like, so anyway. He, he flubbed his line, actually. To believe me, she flubbed the line to be like, my wife's over there with, a, with an ass in her cock. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> And if I'm not mistaken, I think they kept it in the movie. Yeah, they did. They did. Where he yeah. still says with an ass in her cock. Yeah, because yeah. he fucked it I up. I remember like noticing it. that part, and I was like, wait. He, I guess you? it worked because he's just so flustered. He's, yeah, he's flustered. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, then, and then so they're like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, he would fuck that yeah. up. Yeah, and then the guy just disregards him. He's just like, dude, I don't care about your wife. I'm trying to talk to you about this, about the fucking film we're shooting tomorrow. Oh, and then he, but then when the conversation ends, he dips and goes over to the group to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It's like you said, who's getting fucked over oh there oh God. shit i gotta get a look that was so wild the new year's party is like a very big thing uh because we're introduced to todd basically their drug dealer um we see well, i don't even know if he's the dealer i think he's their connect oh yeah they're connect. like he's the one who knows somebody and he goes right. to get everything and then we uh we see um what's we see uh the boom mic character what's his name Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Scotty. Scotty, yeah, like trying to come on to Dirk. God, that's so. And funny. it was so awkward and just not there. He plays an awkward character so well. Can I kiss you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that scene made me sad please? when he was just like in his nice brand new car and he was like, "So stupid." Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Oh, so I almost really cried. Sad. Like, yeah, I was I was really hurting for him at that moment. You're like, oh, poor Scotty. He just wants to eat his cake. Why do they do this to this actor? Yeah. Every character, he's so pathetic. It sucks that he just got like typecasted as his character. He's always had like he's, a really, really like bad time. I feel, I feel like, I mean, in Punch Drunk Love, he's pretty serious. That's true. He's, in, that, yeah. in that one, in the Master, he's hella serious. He's great. In the master. And then he's a big fraud, but still, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, those are the only roles that I'm really familiar with. He was with also him. in, what's that movie? Is it Capote, Capote or whatever, where he's a writer and like just ends up killing himself at the end, which is really fucked up because I think he ended up killing himself he later. Did. And so you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit like that. But is maybe rough. it's because he was typecasted as a pathetic person. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, when you're embodying that role so often, you kind of start to believe it, especially if everyone sees yeah. you that way and recognizes you as that pathetic idiot in the movies. How- Okay, that's hard to escape. We need to check up on Michael Sarah. How's he doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he's making music. Yeah, yeah, he is. Apparently, he's in music. Yeah, he's, he's really weird. good at it too. He is. <laughs> I remember I came across a song of his without knowing who was singing it, and I was like, "What is this Bob Dylan type shit I'm listening to?" Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God, he's been in. Oh, he's been. He was in Mary and Max also. Oh, this is a good movie. God wow, damn. look at his Wikipedia description. Philip Seymour Hoffman, typically best known for his distinctive supporting character roles, typically low lives, eccentrics, bullies, and misfits. Oh, yep. there you go. <laughs> Dang. I mean, they said a little nicer than you know, just being a pathetic right. person. <laughs> I uh. Mitch was telling me that William H. Macy usually plays like the same asshole too. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, yeah, that's why it was so interesting seeing him here because I know him from Shameless. Yeah. And he plays a just, I don't even know how to describe Frank. He's just like an (laughs) awful human being. God, Frank is the person you want to kill, but he never dies. He's a cockroach. (laughs) He really is a cockroach. So we see him finally like getting over it. Yeah. Kills his wife and the person fucking him yeah, and then shit. ends up blowing his brains out, which is really crazy because uh, Amber actually paints a portrait of him and puts it on the wall. That he I blew noticed his brains that, out. too, at the end. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it would probably be kind of difficult to get the blood out unless you just painted over it. <laughs> but I imagine it was wallpaper considering it was like the 70s, 80s. And like, that's just yeah. kind of hard to replace sometimes. So just put a painting over it. Like, It'll be fine. Here's a brand new fucking year. Look, our fucking camera guy just fucking blew his brains out. Like, what a fucking shit show. And then not even a month later, the colonel. Yeah. Yeah, the colonel's the crazy. That's the that's the gnarly part. That that talk in the prison. 
That's so yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, too, holy shit. Like, he like puts down the phone, doesn't want to listen to him anymore, and he's just like shouting on the other side and you can't hear him. I was like, oh, this is this got real serious. I mean, because it's like, I mean, I put myself in that position. Like, what if someone I knew yeah. like was in that? How do you how do you react to that? Man. So when the 80s hits, it gets fucking crazy. Dirk Diggler's doing drugs. He can't get his dick up. He <laughs> ends up quitting porn. Yeah. <laughs> Roller Girl is fucking going crazy because Without Dirk, they don't really have much content. They get this new kid on the block. He ends up sucking dick. <laughs> God, he, those he, scenes where they not have literally. Him in there. not literally <laughs> so oh, fucking. Oh, they're talking about the bang, the bang bus, the bang bus oh, yeah. like man. scene that they try oh, to do. Oh my god! I just love the shot where he's like pointing the gun down at whoever's sucking his dick, and he's like, "Suck my dick, bitch." Oh man! They made a point that they did not like this guy because he was not respectful to anyone, especially that the other actor he was with. Which was he's like, dude. He's like, do you know who this is? <laughs> like, you can't be disrespectful so, like so that. So here's here's the crazy thing: the guy that gets in the car is the student in her classroom who's like, I yeah. love to suck cock. It's that guy. It's the same guy. I love how he talks about being in a frat house and stuff. Yeah, too. I know. Of course, he's a fucking frat. Yeah. Boy. Uh, yeah of oh, course. Your, your name's Daisy. Yeah. Yeah, I went to high school with you, and it's like you could see like roller girl's face just go from. Yeah, oh, it gets fuck. super uncomfortable. Yeah, I do love yeah. that Burt Reynolds beat the shit out of him, and love, then yeah. and then she just goes and fucking stomps, stomps with on his ass. I love that on. she says, "You can't fuck for shit, dude." <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, that part was really interesting too because I feel like it kind of shows how people treat other people that work in the sex industry. Right, is they're really just objects of entertainment, and when they don't serve their purpose, people decide that they deserve disrespect. I mean, even from the get go, a lot of people will disrespect sex workers that way. Yep. And it's a really sad dynamic, and it runs across in the rest of their life, too, not being respected in certain areas, like not being able to get a loan right. or to get custody of your children or to get a proper job. It was pretty fucked up, too, because like he's like, well, can you at least like jerk me off? Like It's yeah. not a hooker service. Yeah. They're making a film. Like she doesn't owe you shit. If anything, you owe them something. Yeah. And, and then wasted their time with yeah. your lame ass performance there. And then, boy. then we have the scene. Where Dirk gets fucking fucked up by a bunch of homophobics. Yeah, for Which real. was very hard to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's, an interesting... There's the 80s for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, gay panic that came along. And, mm -hmm. of and course, the uh, rising up of the AIDS epidemic. It's crazy, too, because, like, the guy pays him to watch him jerk off. Yeah. And there's that one line where he's like, you know, I'm not gay or anything. But I want to watch you jerk off. Which is something that's a very common aspect yeah. of homophobics is they themselves are in denial of their own sexuality because of some sort of proclivity to religion or culture that says that they're not allowed to have these sexual desires for somebody of the same gender. And they, that repressive sexuality just becomes anger and hatred at some point, and they take it out on whoever they can find, in this case, somebody that's just trying to make some money to yep. survive so they can eat and live their life. So I know that we want to try to wrap it up, but can we cover... <clears throat> Buck and Becky's stories mm. before we end. Oh, and the drug dealer and the drug dealer scene. Yeah, we, we have just cover to those, those and then we'll call the we'll call it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So Becky Barnett working in porn and whatnot, doing her own thing. She's she's doing her chocolate love thing, working <laughs> it. But then she meets this guy, and she's like. Oh, I'm a Pisces. And he's like, well, I can't be dealing with no Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. I can't uh, be dealing yeah, with that. Yeah, no, don't I, fuck with that. I mean, and then she has the nice like, conversation with him where he's talking about, like, love and finding that, like, singular person in the world and things like that. And then she's just like, okay, you're speaking the language I've been thinking about. And then they get married and it's very, very cute and everything. And that's how, that's how she gets out mm -hmm. or, like, leaves that situation. Yeah. She moves to Fresno. Yeah. Fresno. Um, so that was that was super nice and heartwarming part of the movie as well. That's a very like Yeah. Oh. Apparently there was gonna be a whole bit where she has like an abusive husband and it was supposed to show how like porn people end up in abusive relationships where with someone who's very jealous and they get Ooh. angry and stuff, but they cut that out of the movie entirely. Good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um but anyway, so from there then we've got then we've got Buck. Fucking donut shop murders. Man. Fucking my favorite scene in Holy the movie. Shit, yeah, dude. that's probably mine too. Yeah, like it, it tops every because you're not 
He's just in there like, oh, let's get my, my yeah. pregnant lady some bear claws. Let's like, mm, yeah. let's have some It's fun. a really nice scene. Yeah, it is. And he's just getting bear claws. And then the guy comes in with the gun. You've got a Mexican standoff going on. And then there's the random, like, the random, like, ex-vet. Yeah, who's like, guy. I got it. He's like, I've got it. This massive fucking, <laughs> Stay I don't know, magnum or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. But yeah, and then uh, just like shoots all the, the cashier. Yeah. That fucking sucks. Shoots yeah. the cashier, cashier. But hey, he gets the cash. Wait, yeah. so to start his business. I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes down. All right. So the vet shoots the robber. Yeah. The robber then fires off his gun and shoots the vet, who fires another shot that hits the cash register yes. dude. Yep. And, and then there's John Cheadle covered in blood. Like, yeah. Oh. I just wanted donuts. And it's such a like divine intervention kind of thing because he totally could have died at that moment, but yeah. he didn't. Yeah. And right after being denied his loan, after the Drops robber makes the dude money. take all of the money out of the cash register. And the safe. And the safe. He's now left with this massive heap of cash in this bag. And he's like, well, I just almost died. And here's this bag of cash right here. So you know what? This is somebody speaking <laughs> to me like, telling sits me. sits there shocked, looks yeah. at it, keeps staring like, at he's it. He's like, out. I love that shot, just like close yeah. up on the bag yeah. covered in blood. And you're just like, get it, buddy. Get it. Get yours. I Go. love that American flag dance hip hop commercial that he does <laughs> for his business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What stereo. I lost I, mean, it. I wouldn't call for it a dance equipment. or hip hop, but. <laughs> Qu- air quotes. Air quotes. I definitely wouldn't call it hip hop dance he's, either. He, he's still changing his style. He's still trying no, to find yeah, his style. Yeah, he's trying to figure it out. No, he just needs better backup dancers. That's yeah, all. fair. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Hire <laughs> real dancers. <laughs> but I mean, in this case, it's sort of a comedic moment, so you don't need yeah. it. Still, <laughs> my favorite scene is the drug dealer scene. Uh, yeah. God, what a piece of fucking. Wait, film. so are we doing favorite scenes now? <laughs> no, I just want to talk about the drug all dealer right. scene. We won't get back to it for yeah. favorite scenes, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> This is a long movie. And there's a lot to go over. Yeah, this yeah. movie is almost three hours. That's why I just almost ignored you when you were like, wrap it up. Because I was just like, we're still so good. No, yeah. Dig. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a longer episode. But we got some good super, shit coming here. Super yeah. young Alfred Molina. So. Yeah. this, Who is they, nuts. Todd and Reed and Burt Reynolds. Not Burt Reynolds. <laughs> sorry. Dirk Diggler. They all decide, well, we need cash. The fucking, the vo is fucked up. We're all living in a motel room. We need to fuck over a drug dealer. So they decide to get a big bag of baking soda, <laughs> probably like five pounds of baking soda, I believe. Yeah. And they're going to take it to this fucking dude and fucking give it to him for cash. Yeah. And they get buzzed in with a really nice house and a bodyguard. And this is the most anxious scene I've seen in a movie in a long fucking time because the music is playing. There's a, Chinese child there who's lighting firecrackers the entire time. They see the guns off the bodyguard and they are going to fuck over this drug dealer hard. Oh, and, and their boy also has just revealed that he brought a gun with him. Yeah. <clears throat> and this drug dealer is like, hey guys, you guys want to fucking hit this shit? Hit this shit. Hold on, hold on. Let me turn this. I fucking love this part on this song. You got, guys fucking hang out, man. Just chill. And they're like, want to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and then starts talking about his mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I fucking love these mixtapes. You know, I, I these albums, they tell you what order to listen to. I don't like that shit. I like to do what I like to do. And his, the fucking mixtape stops and rewinds itself and plays the other side. Oh, my God. And he's God. just like. Yeah, I fucking love this song. <laughs> Goes and hits. I don't know. Is he doing meth or is he smoking weed? I can't he said tell. He's playing baseball. <laughs> I think that's. I think he's smoking weed, dude. I, I don't. don't know. I actually don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm gonna look up the term, but I've never heard someone refer to smoking weed as playing baseball. Well, think about a joint. I'm gonna hit this baseball. I'll swing the bat your way. Hmm. Hmm. That's what I always thought. Joints can kind of look like a baseball bat. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Playing baseball but it might be something else entirely. So they finally they get the drug deal. They get the five k, and then Todd is having. There's like a moment where they just focus on Dirk Diggler's face for like thirty seconds. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. so I just looked it up. Uh, the term to play baseball means to free brace cocaine. There you go. Whoa. So yeah, he can actually smoke coke. That's what he was doing then. Yeah, yeah he was playing what baseball. The fuck? Yeah, that's because he put it in a little like mini water pipe yeah. and was hitting. This it. makes sense why he's in a speedo and just fucking trying to play Russian roulette with oh himself. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> guy, he hey guys, play guys, baseball. Guys, <laughs> guys, 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 check this out. Check like, this dare out. me to do it. Check this out. 
Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> fucking! Goes I can't for believe it. that he aims at the dude and fires and actually gets the round. He he was clicking shoot. a lot. Did he? Yeah, I he only saw the one click. He clicked a few times. Oh, okay. And that explains that. Fucking crazy. I thought he just got lucky. <laughs> but yeah, Todd, Todd makes the fucking decision to... What a fucking idiot. Hey, man, we know there's a safe. You got drugs and money in there. We want it all. And they're just like, sir, we don't know what the fuck you, our friend is talking about. Oh, Are you kidding me, kitten? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love that he just bails to the room and comes out with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> Just nails that Come dude on, as soon as he can. <laughs> like, he's just so good. It's like, I'm going to get the fucking money to the gut. Yeah. Oh, oh my like, God. Well, there goes that. He's done now. It was great. Chases them down the street. Oh, God. So, that's so good. So there's that big downfall, and then there's the come up again. You know, everyone is sort of trying yeah. to resolve themselves. You know, Dirk Diggler's trying to get back in the industry. Roller Girl's going to high school and getting her GED. You know, Don Cheadle finally gets his store. Yeah. Things are looking up and it ends on a nice note because they're all family in the house again. Right. Jack even tells you, what do you, do you mind fucking cleaning your room? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Take all your shit and put it on the other side of the room. So half of it is clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does. I forgot about that. That's such a good Oh line. my God. Don Cheadle's kid is born. Yeah. It's super nice. And then, then the reveal. Yeah. You're a fucking rock star. You're a fucking rock star. Pulls out the fucking prosthetic wang. Oh, man. I'm the glad they did movie. that. Oh, my God. I'm glad they ended with that because I know the whole time everyone was like, it can't be that big. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson summed up what this movie's about because people asked him all the time, what is Boogie Nights about? And he's like, it's about one guy with a really big dick. <laughs> one man. This made me look a up. big dick. This made me look up if fucking Mark Wahlberg's dick was that big, too. It is not. <laughs> no, wait, but we Do we have actual measurements here? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes. It, we have to mention it. We have to at least mention it. Yeah, if you didn't know. <laughs> there was a, a few years where he made two albums. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was indeed a rapper. Yeah. 91 and 92. Yeah. yeah. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Hey, it was actually pretty good music. Not gonna because lie. he had black producers. But yeah, whatever. exactly. Oh. It's true. Yeah. Actually. Do, you, do you think he took the tapes to the record label and then they, then they got the money? <laughs> I feel like he actually knew what he was doing that time around. Right? No, he, he got the money from doing Calvin Klein underwear modeling. I, but oh. like, I just got to say, I feel like they included the section where Diggler is trying to find his new career. I love that. And goes into music. I feel like it was a callback to mm -hmm. uh, Marky Mark. Yeah, Marky they were totally making fun of that. They're like, hey, remember that one time you tried to rap? We, like, <laughs> we need you to sing really terribly. Yeah, <laughs> Let's bro. go. You got the power. Oh, my God. Feel, feel, feel my heat. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cheese ball. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Great. So favorite scenes for everyone. Oh, fucking donut shop. Yeah. Mm. Donut shop. That's mine as well. It's fucking heck. I don't need to five. say anymore. Just go watch the donut shop scene. Mine's the drug deal scene. It's anxiety as a fucking film. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that is actually a lot of anxiety for that. Uh, Dang, what's my favorite scene? I think, uh, I think my favorite scene is when... They are like trying to make the music in the music studio and like they're obviously hopped up on coke. So they're like, like sniffling the whole time. Like, uh, should I do it like this? And like, yeah, this is the fucking sounds great. Turn the, turn the bass down. Yeah. Turn the bass down. Like <laughs> He's like, you're drowning out my vocals, man. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? That's just, it's funny to watch and then see that like they're trying to get the money for this and they obviously are all broke. Because they're all spiraling down. So it did and a good job. spending all of their money on cocaine. Yeah, literally they're spending all their money on, on coke. And then they're like mad whenever the dude shows up. They're like, dude, what the fuck took you so long? Yeah. And they just keep <laughs> dropping bags of it onto the fucking coffee table. Yeah. It was funny. It's a, it's a really well-made movie. There's a lot of storylines going on. There's a, there's a good hero's journey in this one. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. <laughs> but this, this movie excels in its characters. Yeah. Oh, my God. The people who they cast made like they're the ones who made the movie if they were anyone else i don't think the movie would have been as good no like all of the action performances just knocks it out of the, the park really so what would you rate this film then uh i'd probably give like a nine like 9.5 something like that yeah i was gonna say around the same range nine to 9.5 because i don't know i don't really have many complaints of this movie like the purpose of this movie wasn't supposed to shed light on the sex industry and right. so i can't really give them like any points deducted really 
for not diving more deep into a lot of the issues and a lot of the positives that come from having a regulated sex industry but it's a super super fun movie like i know this is like girls night kind of thing like you want to watch this with other people it's a lot of fun it's dramatic but it's also lighthearted. and there's just a lot of great scenes in here a lot of good throwaway lines yeah it's very funny yeah it's a very comedic movie i'm gonna give this one a 10 dang I think uh, the cinematography is great. I think the actors were great choices. Their execution and their believability is all over the place. The downward spiral from being nothing to something to nothing again and to come back with, with like kind of like a phoenix rising. Mm-hmm. Very positive movie. I, I have no complaints about this film. This is a classic. I'm also going to go with Murr. I give this movie a 10 as well. I have nothing to complain about. The pacing is fantastic. The writing is really good. The performances are great. The subject material is just edgy enough to keep me interested. <laughs> yeah. Just edgy enough, you know. Um, and also, God bless sundresses. <laughs> 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 anyway... So yes, also um yeah, it's just it's just a fantastic movie, a great like bit of like character development, character analysis, really like following all of these storylines and how they all connect with each other, and it's it's just a fantastic film. I guess uh, final thoughts. That's pretty much it. Go watch this movie if you haven't yet. Uh, yeah, it's kind of surprising For to find people haven't seen it. For a film about porn, it doesn't have that many explicit sex scenes. If no, any, it does not. Really. Yeah. There's occasional tits. You get the idea that people are fucking, but even still, like, there's not nearly as many full-on sex scenes as you'll see nowadays. So it's definitely something that's a little more accessible, I feel, to everybody. But obviously, if you're not into the sex industry, then you might not like this that much, but you're fucking <laughs> whack, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, because this movie is all about porn, I will not be giving it a porn of view. <laughs> this whole... Yeah, uh, yes, the was whole film. <laughs> it's exactly. What's up? This whole episode was a point of view. Yeah, exactly. So, we what? are Kasana. bringing down the grindhouse. We're really easy to find. We're on all the streaming services <laughs> and social medias. Our social medias are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's about it. Streaming services that we're on, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher. Etc. Many, many streaming services are holding our episodes or you know streaming them. Uh, we also have hats and merch on Teespring, so you can Woo! look up Teespring on uh, and look for bringing down the grindhouse on Teespring. You'll find our shop. We've got T-shirts and hats. They're super awesome. We also have a Patreon. You uh, uh, pledge two dollars a month to us. Uh, you can send us recommendations for horror horror media. It does not have to be movies. It can be uh, like a comic or book or video game or something like that. And we'll absolutely consider featuring it on an episode and discussing it. And that's all I've got. Well, I will also say give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because you will be notified whenever we upload a new episode. We usually upload on Fridays, so get us in your little bell notification. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. Yeah, we should mention about...